a six or a cold ones, and whatever else trips your trigger, we're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12-man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. That was way too much liquor. Um, Good. I hope you got more. I did, because I watered it all down, and then, you know, I put more ice in, but it's like, uh, that's not going to help the wateriness. So I had to put more bourbon in. So now you see the problem I'm, I'm having, the conundrum that has it, befallen me. It doesn't seem like a problem to me. Um, well, it's not right now. Yeah. But give it about 15 minutes. It's going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. Feel good to have things back to normal. <laughs> it's like, ah, right. Life kicking me in the dick right where I'm used to be. And this is perfect. <laughs> I know I'm on track now. Uh, speaking of life kicking you in the dick. Oh, is it ever? I'm trying to find the uh, the AFC team that's most like a kick in the dick. And uh, I'm going to go to the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Right? Yeah. You see what I they mean, did today? Yes. Yeah. Matt Ryan just got benched. Well, good, because I'm sick of all you fuckers picking him up and using him against me. I did. I know. That's the second time this year. I drafted Matt Ryan in the nasty, owned him for like 12 years. I cut him for five minutes. Slappy picks him up, fucking plays him against me, puts up 20-something. And fucking Slappy cuts him. Oh, a couple weeks later, you pick him up, fucking play him against me. This traitor son of a bitch is... He's he's clearly clearly not happy with uh, how the release went. He did me no favors. Well, you... Essentially, you got to see him retire right in front of you, though. Because uh, that that's that. Like, like I always knew uh, I'd I'd be seeing him for his last game. I just yeah. think it'd be across the field. Do you do you want to pour out some of your watered down bourbon for Matt Ryan because that is the end of his career right there. All right, you know what? I drafted him mm-hmm. and held him for all those years. So for Matt Ryan, me and my click lighter. Mm-hmm. Salute to you, my brother. So. You know, Jonathan Taylor's been kind of underperforming this year. Um for like, you know, just for where he was he was supposed to be the number one fantasy player. So he's not not performing at that level. I don't I don't think that that's over. I really do worry though, like going into this really uh, honestly on the Colts except a bye week, you had Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman as the only two people you felt okay starting. Yeah. Now, now now they're going to go to Sam Ellinger. Do you even feel good about starting Michael Pittman? You have to, but I, I'm worried there. I, I'm a, I have some shares of Michael Pittman. I really liked him this year. I'm worried what he looks like rest of season. Son of a bitch. Um, You're just out of control. What has happened to you? I am, man. I'm did, you just... get, did you get in a bar fight when we stopped? Or? Well, I got a new chair. This chair is not... It's... It's more comfortable to sit in, but um, it's all different and weird. Now my microphone doesn't sit where it did because I sit higher and I turned it and I was sideways and windscreens mocking me. Cats wow. on the table. So, so <sighs> Matt Ryan is, loses job or pets' but, heads are falling off. But here's the thing: like, like let's just connect it to like the comfort of Matt Ryan, you know, that you had. Now you're sitting in Sam Ellinger. 
and hopefully the, your Sam Ellinger chair can turn out to be better for you in the long run. But right now it's it's an uncomfortable spot to be. Yeah, because it, it is. It's actually really similar because it's a plastic chair, so it's technically worse. But I can't say that it's a downgrade. Right. Right. It's like, well, well, that chair is a better chair. Yeah, but if you stand up from the chair and your fucking all your joints and your hip and your fucking knees are killing you, well, then is it a better chair or is it just look better? Right. Well, I'll say this but, about the Colts. We're never going to know if they were always one old quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Well, I guess that leads us to the question is, what uh, old, outdated quarterback can they try to plug in there next year? We're running out of these old guys that uh, only have one last hurrah in them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my like fr- Russell Wilson. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say, but not with the contract that he's got right now. That's a no. that's a that's a disaster. We'll we'll get to that team that I used to love uh, at some point here. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know who the next old retiree is. Um, yeah, we're running out of a man. We there ain't no fucking cheap old dudes on the market. Fitzpatrick was the last of the breed. It's true. That really is. I mean, Brady's not going to play anywhere besides Tampa. I don't believe mm-hmm. Rodgers is playing anywhere besides Green Bay. No, and, um, and like you said, the formula is they have to be cheap veterans off the heap. Yeah. And those guys aren't that yet. So no, there's just there's no there isn't there's any heap veterans left. No, there really isn't. Um Maybe we'll find them as we go through here, but I don't think we will. Mm, uh, unless Wentz gets cut. <laughs> right. They can, they can try that again. Like, okay, you're older. No, you fit the mold. Um, let's move through the division. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, mm. uh, I will say I was wrong on one player. Um, I'll admit it. I did not think that Travis Etienne was going to turn out to be what he is. <coughs> Um, with the James Robinson trade just coming, though, he I, I would say this. Travis Etienne, to me, cements himself as a top 10 running back rest of the year. Yeah, just based on uh, uh, touch share alone. Yeah. Um, volume. Kirk, so much volume. Christian Kirk has been a nice surprise, and Trevor Lawrence is better. Right? Like, he's not. He's just gotten better. Well, without um, Urban Meyer, how could you not get better? That that being said, outside of Travis Etienne and Christian Kirk, I'm not starting anyone. I, I don't. Are you starting Trevor Lawrence in any league? No, I do have a 20% own share in that startup dynasty because clearly there's some there's some newbies in there. Uh, he, I, he, I believe he either went undrafted or was cut like in the first two weeks. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'll pick him up. But no, I, I don't want to start him yeah yeah um but that's enough jacksonville talk for today uh it's too much we're over the limit we are uh let's talk about the tennessee titans um <gasps> derrick henry's good we're done okay that's it yeah Tannehill's 34 um yeah. if he's still on your roster um, you're like Stop me, it. just hanging on to him. But there's just that somebody's gonna get desperate and trade me for him. But he just doesn't have no, any weapons not. to throw to. I mean, Traylon Burks is hurt right now. He probably was his best weapon, and, he and was, the only one I can name. Right. Uh, well, you got Robert Woods, who's done nothing. 
Oh, right. But he was, what, 29 coming back off an injury? It's like, yeah. no, I, I didn't have high expectations for my man, Robert. No. So really, if you don't have Derrick Henry, you, you probably, I mean, maybe, you know, I would say if you're not in a dynasty, maybe you could go see if you can find Traylon, like maybe someone cut Traylon Burks, pick him up, put him on your IR, just to see if he, they're going to need someone to throw to at some point this season. But right now, you don't got Henry, you're done. Um, 31st in yards per game, by the way. Oof. Yeah. And that's with Henry still being productive. Yeah, he's not bad. So <laughs> Without him, they're 32. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go to the Texans. <gasps> you know, I, I think you got... I, I think one. I think the biggest rookie question we had going into this season was um, Damian Pierce. He moved up the boards. Right. Uh, depending on late. when you depending on when you drafted, his right. value was <laughs> night and day. And I would say if you gambled, you you actually won. Which I th- I thought I thought a lot of these guys. I like Damian Pierce. Um, I wasn't in a spot to every draft I was in. I felt like he went so incredibly high that I didn't feel bad about not going. After he did him, in dynasty but, leagues. Yeah. Right. If you're right. drafting in a decent dynasty when his, yeah, his value spiked when you were drafting. Yep. In hindsight, um, his value was spot on. He, to me, I mean, you, Brees Hall got hurt, but to me, he's, he's the third best running back hands down. No question. Path to touches. Yep. And that's it right there. You can't put up points if you don't get on the field. (laughs) So you got to get on there, first of all. You can't start anyone else for the Texans. Brandon Cooks is one of those guys where it doesn't feel like it. Ron, doesn't it feel like it's about the time that Brandon Cooks gets traded? Yeah, he is being shopped right now. I mean, I don't know where he's going to go. Where hasn't he gone yet? Uh, you know, like okay, let, let, let's play. Where scenario. in the world has Brandon Cooks not played? What, do, what's, do, 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 do. what's the best landing spot for Brandon Cooks right now? <sighs> Green Bay. I thought Green Bay. I don't know if there's a in my in my eyes. I don't know if there's any if there's there. a spot where he fits into that offense. I mean, you well, gotta think he's a talent upgrade anywhere. He but. Is but is is there much difference between Brandon Cooks and Sammy Watkins? Well, Cooks stays on the field and he produces, so there's two. Um, I kind of want to put him in. Uh, hmm. I know that I can't find anything better that jumps out at me. There's got to be a better one, right? I want to put him in L.A. Hmm. With the Rams. That'd be his second stint with the Rams? How about the Giants? I thought that too. It's like, who is hurting for weapons? Yeah. The Bears. No, <laughs> no that, their weapons don't matter. They just don't get them to them. I mean, and, join the cornucopia. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Cooks, he deserves better than that. He won't does. Do that Who's actually in the hunt that needs some offensive firepower? The only name that comes to mind is Green Bay, and I don't know how much they're – I mean, I guess they're still in the hunt. Yeah, I mean, you know what? He could go to the Bills. I mean, no one mm. certainly, certainly – Yeah, none. that's a good call. He would be a fit in there. Um, 
Let's get out of the south. Let's get yeah, let's get out of Houston. But let's let's go up to the let's go to the east. Let's let's look at Buffalo. Let's talk about them. Um, you know, Josh Allen, everything we expected. Um, Stefan Diggs is having a great year. Right. Gabriel Davis is kind of living. He's like he's had big games. He's lived up to the. So if if you if you overpaid for Gabe Davis, right? You Those couple of games made you feel totally justified in what you ponied up for him. Right. You don't feel you don't feel terrible about it. So um <clears throat> and then I will say, and I, I know you fall into this camp, but um I'm surprised at how little James Cook is used. I yeah. Thought he, I thought he'd be used a lot more based off where they drafted him and based off how bad Zach Moss was. I really thought we'd see more James Cook this year. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of featured Moss in week one. Yeah. And then since then, they've really just gone back to Singletary. And we're like, oh, hey, guys, you know what? That guy we had here the whole time, we could have just been using him the whole time. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah, we could have just not, you know, bothered with Moss. We could just kept feeding Singletary. I was surprised. I was actually surprised to um, see... Uh, Christian McCaffrey's name linked to the Bills uh, at all. You know, I wasn't though. I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I'm not, but it also was like kind of a thing on like, man, like I get that, but like, wasn't James Cook going to be a pass catching back for them? Like, what happened to that? Right. Yeah, I, it's a message I sent you the other day before the untimely Brees Hall injury was, hey, are the Bills fucking kicking themselves now for not taking Hall when they had the chance. Like, yeah. can you imagine if they would have picked him up? Like, he was available to them. Yeah. Yeah, we thought they'd go running back for sure. So, I guess if you're a Singletary owner, you're surprised at how well you're doing. Hey, well, the last time we were on the pod, we were very angry. We were. That uh, O.J. Howard had decided to sign in Buffalo. Yeah. And tank uh, Dawson Knox's value. Well, that experiment promptly ended. I believe yeah. he wound up in Houston. Is that where he went? Couple touchdown game. Yeah, that was it. And then um, that was that. You know, but then Dawson Knox prompted was like, "But I can tank my own value." Right. I don't need. I don't need OJ Howard to make me irrelevant. Offensive game plan can do that. Yep. Yep. Is that is that a deal of losing Dable and uh, now we're seeing the tight end not utilized? Yeah, you know what? Um, Is that another offensive coordinator deal? Because we've noticed, you know, Dable goes to New York and Bellinger's been a relevant tight end. Yeah, I would say this, uh, being a Denver Broncos fan, I look back and I'm like, man, Brian Dable would have been the guy that I wanted to hire if we could do it all over again. Right. Um, let's let's go down. Let's speak of new coaches. Let's go down to Miami. <sighs> God, I got to give it to him. Right. Tua's serviceable. He but looked Tyree good. Killed, he did. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle are top wide receivers. Um, they're getting fed the ball. Raheem Mostert has clearly uh, taken over for Chase Edmonds' role. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do wonder if Miami looks back and they're like, dang, did we overpay that guy? Because Chase Edmonds is making way more money than Raheem Mostert. I'll tell you that much. Right. Like, way more. Um, and Mike Gusecki is a just like every other tight end out there, you're not going to feel good playing him. And the, the week you're like, I can't play him anymore. 
you're going to sit him and then he'll have an okay game. And that is two things that we have pointed out on the podcast before. Something I just referenced, the tight end usage is tied nearly exclusively to offensive coordinators. Sometimes there's a guy like Matt Ryan who just loves his tight ends. But that offensive scheme is almost directly tied to the coordinator. You pointed out years ago, it's called the Norv-Turner effect. Yeah. Wherever Norv went, the tight end got a shitload of touches. Gasecki, physical freak. Uh, He's basically a giant wide receiver. But the new guy comes in, doesn't fit the scheme. Don't need him. Talent is there. Situation is not. Something we pointed out earlier. Gasecki, another guy that you might want to go buy in on based on the talent, knowing that if his scenery changes, you could be looking at a big upswing. Yep. Yep. I agree. So, I mean, Dolphins, you're starting the wide receivers. You're starting Raheem Mostert with the way the running back uh, world is right now. And Tua, uh, Tua to me is still, he's got to be your backup quarterback. I need a little bit more, but um, he, he's on the, he's probably like what? Top 15. Um, we can move on down to the Patriots. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't want to. Um, no. No. If, da- if Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are both healthy, I don't want to. Is that okay to say? Like, if one's if one's injured, I want the other guy. Exactly. If they're both healthy, um, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't want a quarterback for the. I don't want a quarterback for the Patriots, and I don't really want a wide receiver for the Patriots. No. No. Um, and I don't want to gamble on the Hunter Henry Jonu Smith game, so I no, I honestly <clears throat> own no Patriots across any of my seven leagues. I picked Jonah, up Zappy. Yeah, and and um, you are because of bye week and injuries. You are currently playing uh, Devonte Parker against me as we speak. I am. <laughs> oh God, it's been bad. He's <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing really good, just so you know. Has he got three? No, he's got nothing. Um, Oh, fuck. (laughs) That's the year it's been, man. That's fucking year. Well, uh, we we should say you and I played against each other in two of our leagues this this week. Yes. I will win one and you will win one. Um, Yeah, you'll win the good one, though. Yeah, it's it's the one that we love. It is the nasty. The nasty. A 10-man half-PPR dynasty featuring practice squad. Founded by Ron and Jonah in 2011. I had a lot of players on by this week, and I didn't score a lot of points, but you... <sighs> You've been brutalized, sir. That is that is a rough week for you. And the worst part is, if you go look at my lineup, it's like, what do you do? I can't... It's like, do you trade people? Like, no. Everybody I have is young. I can't... Like what? Do you, and, and my depth is useless. Like nobody's paying me for any of that. So it's what? I I guess I hold the course. Well, you lost Javante Williams. Yes, T- Taylor's been hurt. You've got and uh, Herbert has been hurt. Yeah, Herbert's. That's what's killing me. Yeah, Herbert's had a down year. It's uh, you know it'll. Herbert is one of those people where it's going to turn out they're going to tell a story after the season that he was his ribs were way worse than what he, he should. On. I've had a rib. He shouldn't be out there. I said it. I actually benched him two weeks after that injury. 
Because it's like, uh, no, I had him fucking, oh my God, it was the worst pain of my life. My cat jumped on me and I yelled fuck so loud. I thought somebody was going to call the cops. Mm. I fucking threw him. He went about four feet in the air. Damn near got him to the ceiling. Like, uh, fuck. It was like somebody knifed you. It's insane. And, And to think that injury, you're going out there and still taking hits. Like, wow. I know they numb you up, but fuck, you're going to feel it when that wears off. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised, too. Yeah, I put him back out there after he proved himself, and he's played like shit ever since. So, I don't he's, know. He's very uh, connected to Keenan Allen more. So, so like, let, let's that's more worrisome. Honestly, if, if it's yeah. Keenan Allen, then I'm scared. Uh, Devontae Parker just had a huge catch. What, 12, 12 yards? Do you get no, with the double digits? Like a 30-yarder. Like um, you know, 43 yards. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, wow. Well, <laughs> let's let's move on to the Jets. Um, a lot has changed in the last 24 hours on the Jets. I would have told you that. Brees a lot has Hall changed in the last two months with the Jets. Man, right? they have been a magical whirlwind of activity. If you were following a team this off season and first half of the season, make it the jets. There has been yeah. some delicious storylines there. The problem is all the delicious storylines besides Brees Hall have led to no one on from a fantasy standpoint. Like you had a game where you're like, Garrett Wilson's going to be really good. And then you're like, but he's not anymore. And then you're like, oh, there's a game where like maybe Corey Davis is the guy. No, he's not. Then you're like Tyler Conklin's a top tight end. You're like, no, he's not. And then you're like, all right, well, at least Brees Hall is going to be a stud running back torn ACL. So you've got now you've got, uh, you know, two hours ago, I would have said the most the guy that I like the most on the Jets moving ahead is Michael Carter. But now I've got to tell you, it's James Robinson is the guy I like the most on the Jets. Just crazy to me. Like, you're, like James Robinson to me is the guy that I would start the most on the Jets now. You know what the greatest storyline from the first half of the season is, though? Mm. That I once again get to use the Joe Flacco sounder. Oh. You've been Flacco. <laughs> Do you think we'll see Joe Flacco again? Like if I Flacco didn't think we would have seen Joe Flacco. Oh my this god! Time. Oh my god! Joe Flacco is going to be the Colts quarterback next year. <gasps> we found him. Yes, there we it is. It. That is it. It is. That Joe is Flacco. it. Oh, oh my god! It's beautiful. They tie it oh. all together. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Joe Just Flacco, Indianapolis Colts next year. One next year. last hurrah, and I get to use that sounder. Every wow. time he wins all six games, it's beautiful. There'll be like a, there'll be like a banner in Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts retiring quarterback since 2018. You just go there. It's just in your contract. I have a no trade clause, except in my last year, I go to the Colts. Right. They're going to change the name of the sunny acres Colts. Uh, let's move on. Let's move to the, okay. I'm going to let you decide because <laughs> both of our teams are in here and- yeah, we've got West. Well, then north. we got to go north. Okay, okay let's, let's go, go north. north. Okay, well, we'll go to the Ravens. Um, you know, they're 
Gus Edwards came back. J.K. Dobbins is hurt. Kenyon Drake looked good. And then Gus Edwards looks good. I need to see three straight games out of one running back before I'm interested. Uh, but really, are we Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and everyone else is just a roll of the dice? Yep. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's where like I've I been want... for about six months. I mean, if you're going to start Devin Duver- Duvernay or Rashad Bateman, you're like, no. that means probably one of your starters is on buy or hurt. No, no Duvernay. Nobody sounds like they're uh, something that goes with the betting. No. Um, mm. How do we feel about the Bengals? <gasps> I feel I feel really good about the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, they're, they're young, up-and-coming offense, and uh, they addressed the offensive line. I, I don't want to say that they fixed it, but they definitely threw resources at it and uh, yep. <laughs> addressed it, and it seems to be paying off. I'm going to say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the Bengals are only, <clears throat> only the second team. We had the Eagles as the other team that I am comfortable starting every positional player. I'm comfortable starting Jabbar Chase, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Joe Burrow, and Joe Mixon. And probably even their third wide most weeks. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, right now, uh, Joe Burrow is the third best fantasy quarterback on the season. Jamar Chase as the fourth best. <laughs> Uh, fantasy player of the season. Um, yeah, I, I, and Hayden Hurst has been okay. In fact, you know what I need to look at? I'll, I'll be honest. I have no idea. Do you, I'm, I, I like this game. Let's name the top 10 at a position on the year. Okay. Oh boy. On overall point scoring. We're going to just do. And now dynasty road trip proudly presents a top 10 list. The top Give me your top 10 tight end guess on the year. Um, you're going to go fantasy points, and based off of this, I'm going to do a half, a half point PPR. Half PPR, okay. okay. Overall so, points scored. Top two, not a surprise. Not at all. We've got Kelsey and we've got Andrews. No surprises there. Right. Number three is Zach Ertz. Okay. Number four, who's going to fall down the rankings because now it looks like he's out for two to five weeks, is David Njoku. He's number four. Uh, he was getting massive target share. Taysom Hill's number five. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. He's five. five? Yeah. Well, the tight end position is crap. Uh, number number six is Hawkinson. <laughs> number seven is Everett. Number wow. eight. Number eight is Godert. Number nine is Fryerbooth, huh. and, and tied for ten is Higby and Hurst. Wow! Yeah, um, just just gives some perspective too. Like only, let's see, only one, two, three, four, five. Only six tight ends have more than two touchdowns. Really, somebody has a two-touchdown game, they're going to vault into the top yeah. five. Well, here's the thing. There's two tight ends that are that have three touchdowns that are not in the top ten. Really? Yep. That is Jelani Woods from Indianapolis. And okay, Will, that's literally all he's caught. Right, and Will Disley from, from Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, tight ends don't spend anything. 
on them unless you're going after Kelsey or Andrews. And um, right now I will say that uh, because of George Kittle's injury, he was down there, but he's looked pretty good his last two games. Yeah, and I think Garoppolo being there favors oh, uh, that. Yeah, big time. Hundred percent agree. Uh, let's go to Cleveland. Um, we talked. We just talked about Najoku. He's hurt right now, which is unfortunate. Amari Cooper has surprised me. Yeah, he's been way more effective than I thought he would be. Uh, Nick Nick Chubb is great, and then um, and then Kareem Hunt is not. He's still been startable with uh, if you're in a full PPR, he has been a startable guy. I thought that I thought he was bad. He has he had a touchdown this week, but he has not. He has only broken 40 yards rushing once and has not broken Hmm. 25 yards receiving yet. Wow. Yeah, Um, he's been weirdly like phased out of the offense. um, Surprisingly. Wow. Yeah. You might want to look at not starting him. Early in the season, I was, and it was working out all right for me. Uh, let's talk about your Steelers. <gasps> oh, um, man. Well, I'll I'll say this. Um, uh, I, I traded for Kenny Pickett in a dynasty. I'm still not opposed to doing that. I like what I see out of Kenny Pickett so far. His His yardage has been fine. His completion percentage have been fine. He's made he's thrown more picks than I like. Um, but let's let's say okay, maybe that's a learning curve. He's got two touchdowns, seven picks. He's got two rushing touchdowns, so four to seven. Um, his completion percentage is at a sixty-seven percent, which is pretty good for a rookie. And he's taken some shots downfield still, not he not has. a lot, but yeah, he's he's still trying. I like him. Um, I like Pat Fryermuth. I like Deontay Johnson. I like George Pickens. Um, I hate Najee Harris. And you're the Steelers fan, so that's my opinion. Put me what you see out there. That that sentence doesn't make sense, does it? That's the bottom of my second bourbon. Put me what you see out there. <laughs> Look me what you know about them running backs <laughs> out there now. You just you can why don't you just take the whole gambit and caboodle of all of Steelers players, don't you now? Go for you, it. You say me what you look at out there on the field. Um I, I'd referenced it earlier, and uh if there's no lanes, there's no production. I I I think Nashi overproduced last year. Again, I said the yards per carry were shit. Uh, it was it was mostly volume based, mm-hmm. but you could tell he was getting all he could get with what they were giving him, and it hasn't gotten much better this year. Um, yeah. uh, the the backup has been semi productive in his touches though, so I, um, I I'm holding on to him in a, in a few leagues. Was Jalen Warren? Mm-hmm. He he. Yeah, he looks elusive uh, when he's out there, which does gives me a little bit of worry that Najee hasn't necessarily looked that. Um, But that's another guy where I'm going to say talent over situation. Uh, I bought in heavy in my newer dynasties on him. 
Um, <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not uh, panning out right now, but I, I definitely would. I'm not going to sell on him, and I, I, I am thinking about uh, taking a couple shots at him uh, low in other leagues. Can you think of a? Can you think of a fantasy player that's not been injured that's more of a disappointment than Najee Harris right now, though? <sighs> not been injured, yeah, because everybody else I want to mention, they were all hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, I know. Najee's pretty big up there. Yeah, he's, I mean, like, what's his best game this year? Probably something where he had a receiving touchdown. I gotta look at this. I'm just curious as to like. I'm gonna say in a half PPR. I'm gonna say his best game is 16 points. Wow, that's just considering where he's been going. Uh, yeah, actually, he goes reasonably his, high. His best game <coughs> is 14 points. Ooh. Yeah, but that being said, his worst game is 6.6. So he's really been a 10 about on average, about 10 points a game sort of guy, which I hate to say it, but right now that's, that is, uh, yeah, the way things are now. Yeah. I'm going to look, I'm just curious. I I like this game. I'm always surprised when I look at like, who's the top players out there, um, for the, for the year. Um, you know, I'm going to see if he, he might actually be higher than I think he is. I don't know. He, like you said, he hasn't necessarily been lighting the world on fire with his oh. totals. Um, but if you watch the games, like I said, you see there's just nothing for him. He's yeah. he had a big run in the last game. It was really weird. <laughs> I was like, what is this? He is the twenty third or the twenty second. Okay. But he's uh smat he's right he's like tied with Kareem Hunt. Ouch. Yeah, surprise. But you know, this is a real this is interesting. I'm gonna give you the, the bottom I'm gonna give you number twenty one through twenty five running backs, and the list hurts my brain. Uh number twenty one is Kenneth Walker, who's barely played. Oh my god, he's played like one and a half games. Uh Oh, there goes Khalil Herbert scoring a touchdown as we talk. Oh. Uh, Najee Harris is number 22. Kareem Hunt's number 23. Travis huh. ETM is number 24. Okay. I will say this about ETN. The yardage is exciting. The one touchdown is not. Yeah, but that is great. That means that yeah. he's producing, and if he gets... A touchdown here and there. All of a sudden, he goes uh, to more than viable. Yep. Uh, and Elvin Kamara. Super is adequate. Is number 25. Huh. All right. Well, let's finish this off with a trip to the West, which I would say maybe the most surprising division on how bad they are. Because it was talk when the season started that this would be far and away the best division in football. Right. And you've right. got you've got outside of the Chiefs, you've got bullshit quarterback play across the board. The funny thing is we fucked up recording the uh we went did West mm-hmm. twice, fucked it up twice, and we we're like, you know what, we don't even need to do it because it's I mean they're so stacked out there. It's mm-hmm. 
not a big loss. No conversation needed. Well, yeah. Right now, I would I would argue that in Denver you can start Cortland Sutton and hope that you get a decent game. Outside of that, really hoping for that TD. You're not. You do not want to start Russell Wilson. You do. Jerry Judy has only has had one good game, and it was with Brett Rippon in this week. Um, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, uh, Latavius mm. Murray. That like who knows who's going to get the carries. It's it's a mess. In fact, do do yourself a favor, like hold on to Cortland Sutton and move anyone else you can. And I'm not going to be shocked at the trade deadline here in the next week that if uh, Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler get traded away from Denver, um, I'm not going to be surprised if we fired their coach. Uh, this is a this is a uh, I'll admit as a Broncos fan, this is a horrible situation that we're in. Uh, yeah! Wow. We mortgage uh, the future on Russell Wilson, and he's crap. And the coach that we brought in to use Russell Wilson to his full potential is also crap. Um, the only thing I will say for me personally is every time I shop at Walmart, I know that I'm helping fix this crap. <laughs> so I have been buying a lot of things at Walmart that I don't need. Great value woven wheat crackers. Yep. Yes, sir. Let's yes. fix that offense. Yes, exactly. I'll take a case. <laughs> yes. So um, that's 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 my only therapy right now is to shop at Walmart. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a sad situation in Denver. Um, You've got a similar situation to what we have in Pittsburgh. You've got a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, your defense probably isn't where Pittsburgh's should be, but. Yeah, basically, it's your quarterback play that you're hinging on, whereas we are dirt cheap and young. You went heavy. Uh, well, how 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 invested are you in this with that extension? Ron, I want I want to tell you something. You ready to have your mind blown? Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me strap in. Denver's defense is elite. Okay. Okay. Denver's defense is elite. I want to tell you this, that if the Denver Broncos, okay, score 20 offensive points a game, 20 offensive points a game, we are six and one. Wow. 20 offensive points a game. Wow. We are six and one. And you got those receivers, well, I guess with the injuries, but still... The Denver Broncos defense has only given up more than 16 points once this year. Wow. Only once. Our offense is a putrid pile of shit. <laughs> and and that was the thing that we yes. weren't going to be worried about. Right. We brought in an offensive coordinator and traded for a Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback because the defense could probably just hold up enough for us to score 35 points a game right now, with what you're gonna score it's not gonna matter now we need 20 <laughs> shit you need 17 yeah um let's move on to a team that makes me feel better about myself the las vegas raiders um, do wow you think, do you think Devonte? well i also i also oh, I'll, th I'll throw those candidates out there for disappointing uh high draft fantasy players 
I would say this though. I think I think Devonte Adams. Uh, he's had a solid year. He's lived up to his draft capital. Um, Josh Jacobs was a, a value with what he's been doing this year. Outside of that, Darren Waller's a bust. Uh, David Carr's exactly what David Carr's already been. Hunter, but you could you were you were getting him late. Renfro, I never believed in. Yeah. Um, so the the Raiders to me, it's Josh Jacobs and it's Devonte Adams and no one else. Right. Um. And yeah, let's let's talk about these Chargers. Huh. What, what is like Austin Eckler went from being a bust to far and away the best fantasy running back in the NFL. Do you know he he's the number one fantasy running back? Well, did you see a couple of those games he put up? It was insane. But, but he's the number one fantasy running back by 33 points. Like he's yeah, got a like, whole nother game. It's like Derrick Henry numbers. But he was terrible for a few games. <laughs> like it's just it just blows my mind that he was that bad for so long. And then so he's well, I guess not. Like he had he went 11, 18, 13, and then he's got no less than 25 since then with four 33 plus point games. So when they lost uh, the ability to throw the ball. Yeah. Um, and then Herbert has been. OK, so I know you're feeling this, but I will just I'm going to give you a little bit of silver lining. OK. Herbert is the seventh best fantasy quarterback on the year still. Yeah, it has been a weird year. It has. I mean, basically, I want to say this. You've got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow at a top tier. Then you've got Lamar Jackson, his own tier. And then you've got kind of a cluster uh, for the next 10 to 12 players. Right. So you were getting Herbert hoping the top five. He's actually number seven. Uh, only right behind well, the guy that we all knew about, Geno Smith. Right. Right. So, like, clearly, he's no Geno Smith, but he's close. And I think as a fantasy football player, you'd always say, like, if I can get someone close to Geno Smith, I'm happy. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as good. The right. Poor man's Geno Smith. Yeah. Uh, let's finish this off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um. Mahomes, Kelsey, and then what else? What do you like? I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, I like Clyde, honestly, even when he lost the starter gig. Um, I, yeah, he, he's been more productive this year than he was last year. Um, I, I think they're going to mix and match and rotate. Um, but but yeah, I still like Clyde. Do you think this maybe maybe have a little bit of personal opinion here do you think you could sell mccall hardman this week do you think anyone would be stupid enough to bet? i don't think so dang it i really want to sell mccall hardman this week well the funny thing is i had a guy in my uh second 10 man he put uh claypool and juju he put him on the uh trade block so i put in an offer it was like those two and another player. He put them all on the block and uh, thought it was a pretty decent offer. That was the week they both blew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they both had the games while my offer was sitting. So it went from looking like a reasonable offer to like, oh, 
I'm not taking that. But yeah. uh, Claypool is another one of those guys, though, where it's like, oh, Trubisky comes in, and all of a sudden Claypool's a stud. Yeah. But yeah. Mahomes doesn't seem to be doing that. It's is he finally just throwing it to who's open? He is. He's he's Mahomes is great. Kelsey's great. Everyone else is a dart throw every week. Um, if you were one of those guys who was like Sky Moore is going to be Tyreek Hill, I apologize mm. because he's not. Um, but you know, I I would say the um, yeah, I don't. I think they're a respectable team, but I don't think you can um, confidently start anyone that isn't those two guys. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I would say, yeah, you got to start him too because the running back landscape is so terrible. And that's what it is. I've, I've probably, I'm probably starting him in three leagues. Yeah, and and he's probably he's probably way better than anything else you could get. This is uh, well, we've we've made it through. Was a a lot of work, um, <clears throat> but it feels good to be back. Yeah, it was a lot of bourbon. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bourbon. Um, I apologize to you know our our normal followers that we I was out for so long. I will um, next year be able to find the balance of coaching football and still being able to maintain a podcast. Um, got quite overwhelmed this year with all the things that I didn't know. It's pretty amazing. Um, but you and I have been playing fantasy football for 20 years together. I've been watching football obsessively for all those 20 years. <laughs> I start coaching football and I realize I don't know shit. <laughs> it's kind of an eye opener to be like, you know what? There's so much to learn that I don't know. And I watch this thing and talk about it all the goddamn time. Right. Um, big, biggest, biggest thing I would say, because you talked about in the opening here that I could say, is something you learn from coaching that maybe you don't know from just playing fantasy football is there is quite a teams that don't win. Cause I, I I'm trying to rebuild a, a program in our town of a of team that hasn't won in quite a while. Just is not a winning program. When you go into a game, this explains like, I'm going to say like the Detroit lions right now. Um, why they have this great offense and then just can't seem to win games. There's a mentality, if you're a, an organization that has lost a lot in the past, the second you get down in the game, you can see the players start to fold. It's, it's for real. And I do have a different appreciation and understanding of how hard it is for a guy like Dan Campbell to come into an organization and turn it around. It's going to take so long to do that because it's so deeply embedded in the organization that you're not going to be good before you take the field. And maybe for me, that explains why a team like the Patriots has always has these like scrub players and somehow they win Super Bowls. They expect to. They expect to. That's I mean, that's the biggest thing I take away from it is football is so much a mental a game of what you believe you'll accomplish than than anything. Um, and unfortunately, when we play fantasy football, no matter how hard we believe and we want, we don't control the outcome of what happens on that field. You, you are, I am completely out of control of why my team would score 180 points one week, <laughs> 70 points the next. You just don't have control of that stuff. And uh, I honestly believe it's like, 
who is willing to keep on doing the hard work at this time of the season, right? Like week eight on is when championships are won. So regardless of what, like where your record is right now, you can still make it and you just have to be the hot team when you go into the playoffs. So uh, right. I guess I would tell guys out there, keep digging, keep picking up your free agents, keep looking at the wire, look at trades, trade deadlines coming up soon. Um, you know, you can just as easily win your next six games as you can lose them. Yeah. I'm going to close on that motivational speech. <laughs> and you've also learned uh, how, how fluke freak things happen, like oh. uh, like an injury in a practice where yeah. somebody falls down. And, and, you know, you can't, since these are kids, you can't use their names. So uh, uh, there's been some clever... Clever nicknames to describe some uh, some guys who have come into injuries. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, my favorite is two pukes. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave his name out, but um, <laughs> this kid like just would puke often during practice, you know. And then he'd be like, "I'm good," and I'd be like, "Okay, go go for it." Like if you know, I, I'm not going to take you out of practice just because you puke one time. But right. I, I did say I had to start a thing. I said, listen, listen here, two pukes, two pukes, <laughs> you're out. That's, 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 so that, that's the rule for my middle schoolers. Um, you're going to have one. You can have one puke and continue right. to practice, but yep. two pukes, you're out. Oh, grab some uh, fucking bench. Uh, no one, no one that uh, knows me and, and that uh, role will, will know the story. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you my fate. Well, close on this. I'll, a lot of times players will surprise you. High school kids, middle school kids will surprise you with the timing of questions or the de- decisions they made. So I'll share with you my favorite varsity decision that was made and my favorite uh, middle school question that was asked. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. So we have the uh, we have the county fair in Viroqua because we're a county seat, much like Lancaster where you are. Damn right. And um, like every fair, if you um, if you would like to go volunteer at nine booths at the fair, you're more than welcome to. Every oh, organization. They'll, oh, they'll take you. Oh my God! You you don't even have to know the organization. You can just go sit there and spin a wheel and give someone a kazoo, and they're happy. <laughs> um. So, so we have you got so, you got access to kazoos. Uh, yeah, I I know a kazoo person. Nice. Hook me up. Uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> so. To raise money for the football program, one of the things the the fair always does is they sell off. Um, they do a baked potato stand at the fair. Okay, so you're doing a fundraiser. Potatoes are cheap. You know you're supporting the athletic boosters club, so you just go and you buy a baked potato. You put some sour cream, some cheese on it. You spend five bucks. Right. You feel happy. You've supported a good cause. Right. So it's a Wednesday. Uh, it's probably like four weeks before the season's over. Our team has not won many games and, uh, go to practice and we say, Hey, it's a week of the fair. Where's so-and-so? I don't know. Why is so-and-so not at practice? I don't know. That's weird. Well, you know what? Let's see where, let's see where so-and-so is. Let's text so-and-so. Hey, so-and-so, where are you? Well, so-and-so was working at the booth at the fair to raise money for the football program during football <laughs> practice. 
It's like, what? Well, there's no problem with this. I'm clearly doing what you'd want me to do. Why would yeah, I be? Do you practice? not want me to raise money? Right. So, our, so know what we're doing here. So, uh, so yeah, there was a practice where we lost the guy to baked potatoes, um, <laughs> which was which was pretty great. Um, and then uh, my favorite my favorite middle school story that came out of it is we're sitting we're at a game. It's our second game of the season, and it's the pregame warm up. And, uh, you know, you kind of take your team and you split them into different parts. So I had like my skills guys in one side of the field and my line on the other side of the field. And I'm warming the kids up, the, def- the defensive line, just kind of have them take a few snaps and put your hands up and get in that practice, step left, step right sort of stuff. And one kid stops like right in the middle of one of the drills. He goes, coach, coach, coach. Yeah, what's up? We'll say this kid's name is John, just for the sake of having a name in here. So picture this i'm like all right the next play i want you to take a strong step left hey coach yeah yeah what's up what's john's number (laughs) well uh, why i don't know i was just thinking about that (laughs) well could you think about the thing i'm i'm telling you to do right now and and think about the football game i suppose (laughs) But, but what's his number like I, so the 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 fun thing is here is that you never know what's going to be asked, said, or done, or the the innocence of these kids to ask you these random questions. But I, I don't I don't think that doesn't extend all the way up to the NFL level. Like sometimes when I right. see these players talk, I I would not be surprised. They're kids, like, right? Right? Like uh, you know what what's a good example for uh, like uh, Cam Makers last year to be like. Coach, coach, what's Jalen Ramsey's number? <laughs> like, hey, Cam, yeah? Can can you lock in carrying the ball? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but. Yeah, but, like, what's his number? 